Mescalero. As you probably know by now, you're listening to a podcast. You get a chance for some of the unique stories out there um, to be heard and, if anything, inspire our community. Episode of Riding on the Wall podcast. I go by the name of Chris Frizzell. I'm here, of course, with Blue Shendo. And in the building today, we got a special guest. Give it up for Keenan Kane, ladies and gentlemen, head coach of boys basketball, Mescalero Apache Chiefs. How are you doing today, Keenan? Pretty good. How about you guys? Doing pretty good. Doing good. Uh, <clears throat> super excited to have you here today, Ben. Thanks for having me. I don't oh. know. Um, I don't know how, how Chris feels about this basketball conversation that we're about to have, but it's near and dear to my heart. It was, ec- it was exciting to hear about it. I understand you took the boys all the way this year, farther than they'd ever been, right? Yeah, man. I mean, it was it was a fun ride. Yeah. Um, I just kept telling the boys, you know, this past summer, you know, keep working. Keep working hard. It's going to pay off. You know, the season came. I was like, hey, it's here. Let's get to work. You know, if you guys keep working hard, you buy into the system that we do, man. We can make a run at this. And they just stayed true to the whole year and, I mean, look at it now, the success. We think it was 18 wins this year. I was the most ever in school history. I beat my own record last year. I set the bar last year, and I beat it again this past season. So, But the main thing we all wanted was um, district championship. Awesome. Um, so I understand that most exciting game you guys were talking about earlier was the one in Las Cruces, correct? For, well, yeah, for me, that was definitely one of the most exciting games I've ever just been to. We talked about it in that um, one of the other podcast episodes that we had. And I was telling you that most excite one of the most exciting basketball games I'd ever witnessed had just happened that day, and I was I was I was over, I was so excited, and I was trying to express it in that podcast. There was there was no words for it. you. Just had to have been there. Yeah, I mean, I say this whole this whole time we have the best fans in the state, and they show out for us. I mean, home or away, and I mean, Blue, you were there. You seen that the side of the that side of the stands? You know, they were packed. I remember talking about the um, trying trying to explain how many how many fans that we had, and we had you know, the way that gym is set up. There's only one set of bleachers on one side of the gym, and so your home and your way have to fit into that side. But we were like seventy percent Chiefs on that side, <laughs> and like thirty percent designated was for the for the home team, which is pretty cool. So, but yeah, that that game was amazing. We ended up getting that win by by one point in in what was it? Were we overtime that game too? Or was uh, it just well, the actually, fourth quarter? The regular season, the regular season one, we went to double overtime. Yeah, that was a double overtime we game. We lost that one by two, I believe. Yeah, we should. I mean, we should have won that one, and we all knew that. But the second one was the district championship. That was for everything, you know, bit to state, the district champs. It's the one that and mattered, really. That yeah, pretty much the one that mattered, and we end up winning. I mean, it was almost point six seconds. I think is when they called that crucial charge call yeah that wanted it for us i mean but that one was the main one that we wanted was the just a championship yeah yeah and i mean both games i mean this whole season is it was a fun but those that last game was it was pretty fun i mean just hearing the fans go crazy the boys are playing good and you know we're rolling and we're staying with them and you think about that team we played you know they were 
six four, six five. I mean, there's some tall dudes. And not there. only were they tall, their tall boys could shoot threes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So they kinda had a, a pretty unique package going on. Yeah, they're they've been that team, you know, props all to them this whole time. They've been the top dogs and that's another thing I gave the boys, you know, we can beat them, they're beatable. You know, we got this, just stay with it and they just kept, came out and played this year and that game, both games they came out and played hard and we just we finished that last one, which was the main one. And all I remember, I mean, we were talking about it when the one kid hit the game winner to go ahead. That one, that circus shot was pretty fun to watch. Yeah, that yeah. was the one in Las Cruces. Yeah. With that game. What was the uh, was what was the boy's name? The one that made the shot. Uh, his name is Ray Dolan. Yeah. Um, and how did that go? Was there like seconds left, or what happened? Uh, I was about. Oh, they went down and scored with about thirty seconds, I believe. Uh huh. Went up by one. We unbound the ball and we bring it down across. And I had no timeouts, I believe. So I was just telling you, know, be patient, just run something. And because you know those boys are athletic enough to make make things happen. And of course they gave it to him. I think it was left wing. He split his went around his defender. Another guy came up, and that's what we were talking about earlier. He just kind of took a step, tried to draw a foul, but he turned like a half circle and just threw it up. I mean, wow. I don't know if his eyes are open, but that's what I was saying. With my, it don't matter. It went in. It went in. It doesn't matter if his eyes were open or not. It was awesome, man. It was a sweet shot, man. Funniest thing is, in my mind, and he threw it up. I was like, oh, come on, let's get a board, and then just just went in. Was, you know, just yeah. went in. And so you didn't think he was gonna make it? I don't think any of us thought it, it was, was gonna a, go oh, in. Really? Yeah, yeah just just the way shot. he um just the way he had to release the ball. Yeah, it didn't really look like it had much of a chance because. Um, he didn't really put. He didn't really release that ball like like um, your average layup. Like he kind of had to do a, a crazy maneuver to get the the shot off. Mm-hmm. And his head was his head was kind of down and away from the. His eyes were kind of away from the basket. So the way he let the ball go was like all intuition. He just kind of, you know, like he like uh, Keenan saying is it was kind of like a circus shot and. He just kind of used like his intuition to get that ball in the hole, and sure enough, you know it, it went in. We won the game. And everyone went nuts. I mean, that was that was the main thing. Every, I mean, shot went up, went in, and I just remember everyone going nuts. We're up one, and I think there's about six seconds left. I think they call timeout, or I call timeout. I can't remember. Uh, uh, get the mic close to your mouth if you can. can. Winning that game, what did that make you guys? Um, district champs, or what was it? Yeah, that one was district champs. Um, and an automatic state burst to the uh, state tournament. And that was the first time ever that Mescalero has done that? First time ever. Yeah. For, for the boys' side. And you've seen the girls this yeah. year and the years past. Yeah. I mean, we were just trying to follow them, you know, and we, uh, it, was, it was fun. I was trying to, uh, I was telling Chris in that one podcast before, it's, it's a great, it was a great time. It's a great day to be a chief, man. Because not only are we winning games, um, you got to feel the energy whenever you're in those rooms. Um, and not only are we winning games, we're making history, you know? Yeah, I mean, it was a couple years ago I started back with the boys' side, and um, they made me head coach two years ago, and that was my first vision was bringing the district championship. Yeah, everyone make it a state, but first thing's district championship because we're top dogs on this side. And it what was were, fun. What were your pep talk likes to the boys? How did you get them on that level to make them uh, encourage them to go that far? Pretty much just believe in yourself. Yeah. You know, 
they shoot this, this, the ball. The ball they play with is the same ball we play with. You know, mm-hmm. the way they shoot it, the same way we shoot it. Points count just the same as as ours. We can go beat them, and you know that experience. Like I said, just believe in yourself and just execute. Wow, and just have some fun. That's awesome. And we uh, we're we're never the biggest people on the court, oh, no. and so whenever we win, it's to me. Um, I I can almost kind of understand that struggle because I used to be, you know, playing with the Chiefs at one point, and um, we were all we were never the biggest. Even whenever in two thousand eight, whenever I was in high school. We're always a little bit smaller than the other teams, but we have to play a certain type of ball that nobody understands. Um, nobody understands res ball. And so to make it to that level that we made it in this past year with res ball, that like, that's an accomplishment in itself, you know, cause, uh, the, the combination of players that we had too, like what was our tallest player for our starting five? Our tallest guy was a uh, Ty Chief, and he was just about maybe six, two, almost six, three. Yeah, well, we we have a little bit of help there, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. it's you know he's tall as well as the other kid, um, Duncan Balachi. He was probably six, almost six two as well. Very tall, but you know not really like big. You know, yeah, like these other yeah. you know tall six two, six three kids you see, they got you know they're two fifty or something. Our our centers are like what. Probably like one fifty. Yeah, we got we got we got to work on getting some protein into our boys. <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not very heavy, um, but you know that like, no one understands the type of res ball that we play. We're fast. We move the ball, and we live or we die by the fast break. You know, and if we can control that and get it, um, and and at least have a develop a game plan, which it looks like you you did with with our Chiefs, um, we can be very very effective. And I don't know, was that um, something that you guys worked on this year is controlling the fast break? Yeah, kind of main thing I wanted was more discipline. Um, You know, res ball, yeah, we just go and run and go, go, go and shoot, shoot, shoot. You know, I still wanted that, but I wanted the kids to understand, you know, what was a good shot and what was a bad shot. Right. You know, you can be open, but if you force it up, you know, with no one around or you off balance, a bad shot yeah i want you to understand what's a good shot and that was the main thing just kind of this year and then if we didn't have numbers you know bring it back out set it up and we had, we've had we got quite a bit of offenses that we got in our system right now that these kids can use their advantage and each we got about five different sets of offenses there's about another six options in each offense so there's plenty of you know places where they can score and and i tell them you guys got an open shot take it you know, but nice. So, how long have you been coaching? High school, I've been coaching. This uh, past season was my fourth, fourth year. Um, I started out four years ago with um, the girls. Actually, I was um, oh, really? I was on um, Coach Chavez. Uh, I was his assistant. Yeah, and we had a good year that year. Um, we should have went to the second round in state, or I'm sorry, the semis in state, but we and we lost. Yeah, and then the year after that. I was actually in the running for the head coach position for the boys, mm-hmm. and they they didn't give it to me, which is okay. I was fine. You know, I was I'm young, so that was okay. Yeah. So, but I was their assistant, and I was there, and we had a good season. Um, we kind of changed the whole system up a little bit, and then two years ago is when um, that past coach left, and I applied, and I got the job, and so two years ago we I started, and then but I've been coaching basketball for a long time i mean 
when I was in high school, I was co- I started in high school when I think I was a freshman. I was coaching little league, and that's kind of where I started my whole thing. I coached little league for. Oh, so you had been wanting to coach for a long time now. <laughs> it was kind of funny the way it kind of came into. You know, I wasn't really looking to coach high school sports. Uh-huh. Um, I used to work with um, Blue's wife. Um, we used to work at the golf course, and I was there for. I think four years or so yeah and i think they were hosting um their benefit tournament golf tournament yeah and he just i think remember coach travis just got hired he came in and he said uh i don't know who it was but thank thank you to them they mentioned my name saying hey he's a you might want to go talk to him and he came in that day to the golf shop and said hey uh do you want to coach <laughs> pretty much what he said i was like yeah let's go i mean i'm just kind of the type of guy like the basketball sport i love so let's go and just hit the That's ground cool. running since then. So did you play basketball when you were a kid? Yeah, I played when? basketball in, um, I mean, all the way, you know, kindergarten to high school. For for Mescalero? No, actually, I went to Redoso. Oh, okay. Um, actually, went to school with them, Ish. Oh, okay. We yeah. graduated together. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I went to Redoso, you know, K through 12, I think. That, yeah, K through 12 and played high school basketball all four years and, you know, had a good time. I loved it. That's awesome. Yeah, not not only is it um, cool, uh, sweet that we made it that far. Um, we made a little bit of history, but we did it with uh, Mescalero's own Keenan. You know, we <laughs> yeah. didn't need a, yeah. a coach from because Mescalero does get some coaches from some from off the reservation, which is fine. But uh, I think this package is just a little bit more sweeter. That all of it was organic, and for me, it felt a little bit sweeter knowing that Mescalero tribal member was leading the Mescalero Chiefs on, on, on the bench and uh, on the sideline and, and making those calls. And we made, we made it as far as we did like that. And so it's pretty unique because not not always do we have um, a Mescalero tribal member running our, our high school sports like that and stuff. And we've been we've been pretty successful in the past, you know, with some coach with some coaches that are not from the reservation. And I'm not I'm not trying to talk any down on them in any way. And I have a lot of respect for them and um actually some of them became extremely good friends with but it's just it's just a unique package the way it happened this year that is what i'm trying to point out here is um i think it was all meant to be i think that uh, we had just the perfect combination of people to make it happen and hopefully next year we can seal that deal we need to get a little bit further man come on <laughs> exactly. and uh if, if we get to state man i'll give keenan a big old kiss on his cheek you know <laughs> right in front of everybody I want it to happen so bad. I want our Chiefs to win. I want it, I want us to be state champs so bad. I feel it. I feel it in my heart. I want I want it to happen. Um, you you don't know how happy I was just to, just to see that game winning shot against um, Mesilla Valley, and you don't know how happy I was just to see you guys make it that far. But what? How many uh, how many seniors do we have coming back? Coming back, we got um, I believe four. Four. Yeah. Um. I'm sorry. Yeah, we got four. We got um, George Rocha, um, Ray Dolan, uh, Ty O'Chief, and uh, Roman Rocha. They're all coming back. They'll be seniors. Wow. We have a pretty strong team coming back next year. I mean, we're looking pretty good. We just got to keep working. This whole pandemic situation is kind of interfering with that right now, but it's okay. Yeah. I mean, everyone's everyone's not working right now, which is okay. Right, right. But we got a pretty salty team coming back, and we're looking to make some more noise. Mm -hmm. What's your strategy for for next year? What What are you telling the kids? I mean, we're just, you know, hey, we've been here. Yeah. We know what it's like. We know what it takes to win a district championship. 
And we did go to the first on the state this year, and, you know, we lost by, what, 25, 30, I think. Uh-huh. They're a pretty good team. Santa Rosa a pretty good team. But I just wanted us to make it this year to show the boys what it takes to win at that level, at that, you know, crucial game, to what it takes to win. And that showed them pretty good. And, you know, I'm going to come in this next year saying, you know, we need to work a little harder, you know, what it takes to win, and just stay true to ourselves, you know, don't try to be the hero. Yeah. That's, yeah. Did you have a like a motto or a phrase or did you have any um anything you were telling the kids any, any anything you lived by this past season? No. It's kind of funny in practice, you know, and I was, you know, explaining offenses or my assistant coach were explaining, you know, offenses putting new stuff in. I always tell them don't be that guy. <laughs> yeah. don't be that guy I know exactly what you mean exactly that's one of the main things I told them you know don't be that guy don't what, be what that guy, guy is that what guy are you talking about don't be that guy when you're on the court it's so easy to be that guy Chris you what know, guy the guy that misses <laughs> I, the I've op- never played basketball so you got the, the guy that misses the open layup the guy yeah. that takes a shot that he shouldn't have taken because his, out. his ego got to him and he took a three in front of some guy's face he didn't box out. He missed a rebound. Oh, okay. Um, there's just like big mistakes that you can make, especially whenever we got big games on the line. And uh, when you're that guy, it feels bad, man. When you <laughs> when you make that mistake, it feels real bad. It every it feels like every all the eyes in that gym are on you, and um, it's just it's just a sucky feeling to to have. And you let your team down, basically. You know, that's the worst part about it. When when you're that guy and. I felt that feeling all too much growing uh, up. To I know it too well. So. Yeah, that was part of the main thing practice wise. You know, just kind of on them, but joking with them. You know, don't be that guy. Game wise and prepping them up. You know, just stay true to ourselves. It's pretty much the same thing I was telling. You know, have fun, but execute, and they can do it. Believe in yourself, because you know, past couple of years, he's got you know, Mescalero was just kind of like a punching bag, and now it's not a knock on your team or anything or everyone else, but. You know, they didn't have that confidence. You know, you got to get that. Instill that confidence in them, you know. You get one or two guys in every year in each team that has that confidence you want. But as a team, whole. To, yeah, to have team. the whole team, to have that feeling. Yeah. Oh, that, that's a winning team. That's because you, you talk about the, we talk about the talent sometimes that comes through Mescalero. And we haven't really had a year where we could put all of that talent together. Oh, yeah. So talking about like the, the chemistry and the mixture of, of um, teammates that were involved in this this season, yeah, we had a we had a very dynamic team. We had it from all aspects. We had a little bit of height this year. Um, we had some guys that were kind of timid when they needed to be. We had some guys that were pressuring when they needed to. Um, we had some aggressiveness when it needed to happen. There was just a perfect mix of players that I saw in the court this year. And like you were saying, not only um, did we have that mixture, but we had the confidence in all the players. Um, even whenever, so when I was watching that Messiah Valley game, we are talking about this earlier, we had a player that I didn't see take any three-pointers the entire <laughs> game. He didn't even look like he wanted to shoot the three in the first place, but he backed up and he took the three. His name's, his name's Duncan, right? Yeah. He, um, he backs into the corner, and it's the hardest three to shoot. Chris, I don't know if you, you say you're not a basketball player, but the hardest three to shoot in the court. 
um, is when you back yourself into the corner and you don't have a reference for the backboard to look at. Yeah. You just kind of got to know where that goal is, right? Oh, yeah. I've done that at NBA Jam before. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just like NBA, NBA just, Street. <laughs> yeah, street. Just, just, yeah, you know. You know what we're talking about. But, yeah, yeah so this player didn't take any, um, any far shots, any big shots that game, but he had the confidence that we're talking about. He backed up when, he, when we needed him. He put his foot. Well, there's some debate. His foot was on the line. <clears throat> the film showed his foot was on the line. I didn't think I, at first, but, eh, you know, we still won. <laughs> yeah, we still won. <laughs> we but, still got it. but anyway, so the idea was that he was going to back up to that three-pointer and, and splash it, and he did. Um, in his mind, he, he made that three, and um, in his mind, he probably didn't think his foot was on the line, but the confidence was there is what I'm getting at. Uh, foot on the line or not, like, he didn't make – um, big shots that that game, and he he sank it when he needed to, and it came. And he was a he kind of seemed more like one of the more timid players out there, but he delivered when he had to. And um, I think that the confidence that you're talking about is is, is correct. It, and having that confidence from all the players is is crucial. No doubt. And like I said with him, basically, I was telling him the whole season: shoot, you're a shooter, you can shoot. I, I believe in you. Believe in yourself. And I think finally at the last two two weeks of the season, he was starting to shoot a little more. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this championship game showed it. Right. <laughs> Hit a crucial shot, a crucial moment. Now, I like what you said earlier about um, how you're like the other team, they have, they play with the same ball you guys play with. And that really um, puts confidence in them because uh, it seems like a lot of Mescalero kids, especially we're intimidated, you know, when we're young, we're intimidated by other people, not only with sports, but maybe other things, maybe to go to school to school maybe to uh career wise whatever it may be for some reason like especially native americans we've been held down and intimidated by outsiders and i like how you put that and you're teaching them early you know hey they play with the same ball you play with you can do it and believe in yourself so that's a that's a real good uh thing i admire about you where, where did you learn that from or who did you get that off of i mean just kind of family yeah you know, growing up you know you got to work for it mm-hmm. you know you're the same as everyone else and i pride that a lot of, i'm kind of a family man you know my parents and my, all my whole my whole family just taught me that from day one and you know Native American kid going to Redoso at the time you know it was kind of tough for myself you know getting some playing time pretty much just told me you gotta work for it yeah and you know that kid puts his shoes on the same way you do every day and yeah. goes to school the same way you do every day and I just kind of just been carrying that my whole life uh-huh. and I love to coach basketball. That's I mean, I love making an impact on kids' lives. You know, giving that confidence that we've been talking yeah. about, just giving that confidence. And I want to see Native American kids successful. Yeah. Not just sports. I mean, I mean every, everything. That's awesome. Music, and school. I mean, you got guys going off doing great things in college, girls doing great things in college, you know, getting good jobs. I just want to see that for all the kids that go to Muscularo and all Native American kids, actually. That's cool. I mean, the sport's just a cherry on top. Yeah. So, do you plan on coaching for a long time? I'm gonna coach as long as they they keep me there. That's you know, great. I they, think we Mescalero definitely needs you. They need that attitude, you know. And you know, I'm I'm here. I mean, I'm not going anywhere. Um, I love the reservation. I love Mescalero School. Now they gave me my first job, gave me my first shot at coaching. Yeah. So I want to be here, be there until they kick me out. And I'm slowly developing those younger kids too you know you got to develop a whole program and develop the younger kids and get them going and you know i love i just love working with kids coaching kids you know working with them you know getting to know them in their lives and you know a lot of these kids don't have you know great lives you know off the court you know uh-huh. you know how it is here on the yeah. 
Paul Reed's pretty strong and just get him away from it for, you know, two, three hours a day. It's yeah. I just love seeing it. That's, so is coaching your main job right now or do you, what do you got what else did you got going on? Well I coach and then I work at the school as well. Okay. In the administration building. Oh, okay. Um, you got me working with inventory and stuff. But you know, kind of a Swiss Army knife. I do load everything over there, just help them out what they need help with. But and you also coach with um, golf too, right? Yeah, I coach golf too, and that one's a pretty fun job too. We just started that back up uh, three years ago. But yeah, I mean, coaching is kind of my passion. I just love you know, basketball of all sports, and that's the one I love. Yeah. I love basketball. There, cool. There's um there's there's an addictive feeling that you definitely get from being in charge like that and, and commanding, um commanding troops troops that way, um and what what type of relationship would you say that you have with the uh, with your players are are you more of the guy that's um more more of a friend are you more of a, are you more of like the type that's like you know do what I say how how do you how would you describe that interaction you know the first thing I kind of tell all of them. Like when I first met him, even in the beginning of the seasons, you know, I'm I'm gonna be your friend, I'm cool, I'm gonna be cool with you. But when it's time to work, it's time to work, and we need to get going. And you know, I'll yell. I'm not really a yeller, I guess you mm-hmm. could say, but I can. They know when I mean serious. And but at the end of the day, I'm still cool with them. How's this group of um, young men? Are they? Uh, do they listen pretty well? Do they like to? Um, slack off a little bit in practice you gotta you gotta tighten them up or or do they pretty much run the ship themselves and it's funny you say that because um i'm trying to get them to lead more um but for the most part they do pretty good themselves you know getting themselves going every now and then you know you you know high school kids you're kind of rough days they'll slack off every other now every other practice and have to straighten up a little bit or you know hey let's get going or stop the practice and you know pick it up or you guys run the team let's go you're in a you're in a very unique position because you're you're touch, you're touching their lives in a in a very important way. These guys are in an age where they're developing and who they're going to be um, past adolescent adolescent years. They're making that transition. Um, they're young men, and you have a huge effect on how they feel about themselves, how they feel about the game, and you have a huge effect on um, what they know their potential is going to be after they leave basketball. And so, you know, I, I applaud you for, for being in that position and, and bringing out the best in them, you know, because when they look back on um, their past experiences, when they enter the real world, all they're going to have is, is this, you know, adversity that they're going to learn from basketball that you placed on them because of practice and making them become better. And so, Everything that you teach them here is going to carry over into their next step in life, and and it's it's kind of um, there's a for me I kind of feel like if I was a high school coach I would feel like there would be a lot of pressure on me because of that. And do you feel that way? It's it's a lot of pressure, but you know, at the end of the day, I still go home to my family, and that's where I kind of cool off. Mm-hmm. Or I'm always watching sports on TV. That's kind of my little getaway too, and it's a lot of pressure, you know, knowing you got. You know, 25 or so kids every season, you got to, you know, know what they're doing. Are they behaving off the court, on the court? You know, are they behaving in class? Or, oh, he didn't show up today. Well, I need to find out what's going on with that. Or they get sick. Or, I mean, it's a lot of pressure to kind of keep track of it. But at the end of the day, I mean, I'll do it for them, for those boys that play for me. And I tell them, too, you guys need anything ever. Just let me know if it's 
one o'clock in the morning to three o'clock in the morning to, you know, you don't got food or you need a ride, let me know. That's what I'm trying to get to them is, you know, I'm here for them all year round to the day they die. You know, when the two years ago and even last year, I told all my seniors that played for me, let me know if you need anything. I'm here for you guys. Wow. That's that's awesome. Would you say you get through to those kids better that way, building up their confidence than than um, getting after them, getting down on them, yelling at them if they're doing something wrong? Or is there like a balance in between that? It's, it's, it's both, you know. Yeah. There's, there's a time for you come to the side and tell them, you know, hey, let's go pick them, pick them up a little, pretty much pick them up. Yeah. There's another time where, you know, you got to get on them, you know, make a point. And it's, I believe it's a good balance. Yeah. You know, it's, they got three years of, of me already so they've got a good idea of what i want and how uh-huh. things to run uh-huh. so it's pretty good right now the team chemistry between the boys to my coach and staff and all of us it's i mean it's all-time high which yeah. is good is what you want yeah. it seems like you need that to be a winning team huh? uh, no no doubt yeah. i mean they need to be brothers on the court and off the court you know and that's the one thing i saw this past season was they're all cool with each other. You know, they're all texting each other, playing games, you know, what teenage boys do nowadays. Yeah. I mean, they're always at the center playing ball. I mean, that's – I don't have to worry about getting them in the gym, which mm-hmm. is good. There's times I'd tell them, all right, guys, let's go home now. I got a family too. Let's yeah. go. I need to get home now. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there's times you got to deal with the difficult parents. Is it kind of hard to with that sometimes? Uh, I mean, that's that's just – that just comes with it. And yeah. at the end of the day, I'm looking out for the – for the for the player, yeah, and mom or dad might not seem to s- the same side as what we're trying to do, and it gets a little tense every now and then. But at the end of the day, you just shake it off and you just keep doing what what you're doing, and that's just trying to get these boys in the right spot. And as funny thing is, is a lot of times when the parents come to me about something, the boy the players like, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean don't don't mind them. I'm I'm good. Yeah. yeah, at times I wish the parents would hear that. I mean, but it's it is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> I, t- I tell you what, whatever whatever age group you're dealing with, um, I I know you know this. It's gonna be, there's gonna be a lot of tension between um, coach and parents. Um, no matter no matter how perfect you think you're running the ship, no matter what you think you're doing right, or you know you are what you fixed this past week, there's gonna be a new complaint. There's gonna be new tension. There's gonna be a new suggestion and it's because you know you, you got to break it down you're dealing with how many players you know you got a big team you got a big bench you know you got five in the court you're starting five at least man there's that's a lot of people that's a lot of family there's a lot of people emotionally invested in what's going mm-hmm. on no doubt and i think that you just got you you got to build that that armor you know and, and know how to handle it if you're a good people person and i think it will come easy but if you're not a good people person you're going to be you're going to learn <laughs> from from this experience you know cuz <laughs> you're going to be dealing with it and there's no way around it man and even at little league um, cuz i've coached before too and i've co- i actually coached my son's football team um, the year before and you know the as long as um, you're doing your best and as long as you're putting your heart into it most people are going to see that and they're going to know, you know, this is this is what I have right now. And he's trying his best. And, and but, you know, you might get the helicopter mom, your helicopter dad, <laughs> too, you know, but I it, it kind of seems like you're taking it pretty well. Um, I even asked you off off the the mic and you seem like you're taking it pretty well. You you, you genuinely told me that, you know, you, for the most part, it's OK. 
and which is which is great to hear because um, the last thing that we want is um, issues in the community with what we got going on because um, no matter how you no matter how you peel this apple man we, we had a we had a great successful year um, we the goal is at this level at this level for the kids high school varsity is to win games that's the number one goal it's not to get playing time it's not to get who you know this guy's going to graduate this year and he hasn't played that much well you're going into district games man it's about the team it's not about that one player it's not about that one player's playing time and and it's hard for people to accept that it it is very hard And and if it happened to me and I watched my son not play that would be a hard pill for me to swallow and I'd probably be talking to the coach too. Mm-hmm. So if he's playing for you in the future and you're and he's on the bench, I'm gonna be talking to you, Keenan. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> if my son sucks, I'm not gonna accept it. I'm gonna tell you to play him. You know? <laughs> That's just how it goes. So no, um, you know, there's no way around it. You're gonna deal with you're gonna deal with issues, I think, and it's gonna be hard. But you seem to be taking it pretty well. Yeah, like I said, it just comes with a job. It does. And it does. It's a natural thing. And I love coaching, and that's just a part of it. And He's got to deal with it. Yeah. You know, I'm going to hear, sometimes I'm going to hear out stuff that people say that I'm not going to like, but, or I'm just going to be like, ah, just shake it off. Don't worry about it. Keep going. And it's funny that my family sees most of this stuff. You know, there's some stuff on Facebook that they do every now and then. Parent will post something and they'll be texting me like, did you see it? And I'm like, yeah, it's all right. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And it's just, you just got to shake it off. And, Deal with it, but shake it off at the end of the day, and just don't take it personal. Yeah, don't take it personal. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they just they and the, the we gotta understand too. The parents just want what's best for for their yeah. kid, yeah. like and that's what I was saying. Like if my son made it to that level and wasn't playing, I'd be there trying to get him more playing time too. You yeah. know, I'd be because I love him. They, yeah, that's my job is to try to get what's best for him. You know, so um, that's why. I, I think I can see both sides, and um, I can definitely have a little bit of empathy for the parents that are hard on you. But yeah. at, at the same time, I can kind of see your position. You're trying your best, you know, and you and you want the team to win. So I'm um, definitely a hard, um, a hard situation to deal with at times. But you seem to be handling it pretty well. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I'm excited for right now is i felt like when i so when i first got out of the army was in 2016 and when i got back home i kind of dabbled with basketball a little bit just to see what the community was like and see what it was like again ended up being i didn't have much time for it but when i came back home to play a little bit of basketball what i what i kind of felt what i was what i was coming to to do was to get that feeling back and the feeling was gone um there was no more res ball like it used to be when I left. Uh, when I left, we would sleep in the gym. We Our hands were black from basketball from <laughs> yep. um, 7.30 or 8 o'clock in the morning to 9 or 10 at night. And I don't even know when we had time to eat. I don't even know if we ate. I think we just stayed in the gym all day. Um, I, for me and my best friend, Nog, we were employees. We opened the gym and closed the gym. So, uh, And pretty much all our friends weren't even on the clock. They were just there playing with us all day. We'd clock out at 4.30 and just keep it open until 9.30. And it was it was an awesome time to be a part of this reservation and a part of the basketball life, man. There was there was a certain type of community 
um, that we had with basketball. And when I got out of the military, that was gone. And what I kind of feel, I kind of feel like it's coming back. Yeah, no doubt. Like I was saying, guys, off the air, you know, I don't have to worry about getting my kids in the gym, you know, especially like summertime, you know, it's hot. Most of my boys are at the center down in Mescalero. They're playing from, like you said, 8 to 4, 30, whatever, how long they'll keep it open. They're down there every day. And, you know, usually June, the month of June is our off-season program. So I have practice, you know, every day for a certain amount of time. And usually they come to practice, and then first thing I hear out of their mouth, we're going back down to the gym. We go back to open gym. That's it. So they all pack up and they all just go migrate back down to the open gym. That's and that's what makes yeah. winners, man. And, and that type of mentality, you have to have that. That you have to be obsessed with that passion, you know. And it, and it's really exciting to see it and, it, and to feel it. I think um, with this past successful season that we've had, it's going to inspire a lot more kids to want to play ball. It's going to inspire inspire a lot more um, time down at that community center in that open gym. And it's going to bring that life back. And I feel it coming back. And I, I, do, I do hope it comes back alive like it used to be. And the main thing I want to do now, too, is, yeah, they got the open gym. But myself, you know, I want to hold a bunch of youth clinics, you know, mm-hmm. not just for the high school kids. that are in my program for everybody, you know, mm-hmm. first first grade to sixth grade or, all you know, all the grades. You know, You're talking to, about, like, summer camps and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, 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 like a summer camp. You know, yeah. I want to have two or three, you know, because, you know, get these kids out of the house and, you know, they all love basketball one yeah. way or another. I just want to get get to know the kids for one, but just get them out there, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I love working with kids and coaching kids, and that's just another thing to get me out on the court. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing. That's my main goal. It kind of, like I said, this whole pandemic thing kind of hit hit me a little bit because I was had all these plans to do this summer, and but we'll pick it back up. If there's any of your, your kids listening right now um, and – talking about the pandemic what would you your advice be to them while this whole thing's going on what can they do at home or maybe at their gym in their own time just well, just stay active yeah. you know whether it's dribbling you know dribbling the ball outside or even shooting i know most of these most of my boys have a goal or have a basketball goal to go to mm-hmm. so just stay active i mean just stay with it you know whether it's shooting or even if you're laying in your bed at night and just shooting up into shooting your ball up into the ceiling that yeah. helps out and just stay. That's the like, main thing I say. Stay active. Nice. Other than that, uh, Las Cruces game that happened this past year. What was your most memorable moment of the year that you can think of? Is there any special stories? Uh, Redoso. Redoso. What, what happened there? It was just Redoso. You know, I went. Also, <laughs> oh, that was your stomp, your rival stomping grounds or something. Yeah, like it wasn't really a. They seen it as a rivalry. The boys did. Yeah, and I wasn't really. You know, I went to Redoso and. I just, I don't know, I just wanted to beat them in Redoso. I was just, I didn't really tell the boys, like, hey, we need to win this game or yeah. win this one for me. You know, it was, I was on like that. Yeah. It was just, I was just play. We can beat them. You know how, you know who they are. They can, you know, you can beat them. Uh-huh. And it was funny because I'm good coaches, uh, good friends with the coach over there, Coach Page. I'm oh, really yeah. Good friends coach with him. Page, yeah. He was like, I was telling him, I was like, dude, you're going to have a packed gym that night. Yeah. I thought all the mescaleros going to come. He was like, I expect it, and it should be a fun time as it should be. And uh-huh. I just remember the gym, that gym was rocking. I mean, I mean, they were there from the start. Was it more mescalero fans, or was it about even? I honestly say it was more mescalero. I yeah. mean, it was, kinda, it was pretty close. Yeah. Um, that gym's pretty 
pretty good size, and a lot of people sold out for that game. Really? And the boys played amazing. I mean, they just played good. And what was good about that, we ended up winning by, I think, four or five. I can't remember. It was oh, a high-scoring wow. game. I think it was like 83, like 78 or something like that. It was pretty high-scoring. Wow. But the one that was kind of a crucial win for us because, you know, the past week before that and two the week before that as well, so two weeks before that game, we were kind of in a rough spot, rough patch. I think we went one and six. We had, we had two tournaments back-to-back. Uh-huh. You know, well, we went two and Two and six, I believe. It wasn't, you know, it was okay. We won, but not to our standards now, you know, what we put on ourselves. And we're kind of coming into a little rough patch there. And that was just a good game for us to get going. And I just remember the crowd was crazy. Yeah. Boys are playing good. And it was an intense game. And up until that Crucis game, that was the best atmosphere I've seen. That's and cool. We ended up winning, and it was a fun win. Then, like I said, I. I went through those. Yeah, so, so you I, had to get that way. No. I kind of wanted it deep down. And, yeah, yeah. And we got it, and it was fun. That's a pretty healthy competition, I think. Um, Ridoso usually has a pretty good blend of, of boys, at, for the most part. From what I can remember, they, yeah. always, they always seem pretty competitive. And whenever Mescalero, Mescalero's hit or miss. You know, some some years we have a really good team, some years we don't. And um, whenever Mescalero plays and beats Redoso, it's it's kind of more for us. Like, it's like, we beat Redoso, you know, because Redoso always seems pretty um, stable. Yeah, not to yeah. knock on them. You know, they had a great team this past season. They always have good teams. They mm-hmm. have a good coach there and a good program. You know, you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. Yeah, that, and that's what I was trying to get at is that when Mescalero beats Redoso, it's like, oh, we beat Redoso. Like, we're good, you know, because they, they kind of usually set the bar pretty high. So. Oh, yeah. Um, and that, that that's pretty awesome that we can we can pull off a win once in a while against those guys and stuff like that and and when Mescalero can pull off a, a win against like its neighbors like Tularosa you know it's always a lot of fun because we pretty much know everybody in those in those areas and stuff like that so um, it's what do you um, what are you looking forward to for next year do you, do you got any new programs coming up um, do you have anything that you're trying to work in new or are you going to build on the same principles that you have from the past season pretty much the same principles and I don't. You know, we'll switch some stuff around. You know, I'm always looking to learn, you know, off the court. I'm always, you know, I'm doing webinars, you know, coaching clinics mm-hmm. and webinars, you know. So I'm always looking online for stuff and um, social media. I'm always following other coaches and other, you know, high-time college coaches and stuff like that. I'm always looking to learn. Yeah. Anything I see, I was oh, that's cool. Or, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll write it down on a little notepad. But for the main thing, just keep kind of keep it all the same. You know, practices, I'm probably going to pick up a little bit more on that, you know, a little more structure. Uh, Game-wise, you know, I'm coming into my third year with these boys, and they, like I said earlier, that they know what I want, and they know that all of us know that we can play. So I think if we keep the same thing, we just go out and just play. I mean, we're fine, but the main thing I want to do this coming year is press a lot more on defense. And we picked that up a lot more in the la- this past season towards the last month. We picked it up a lot, and that's what I noticed in that that game against Bastia Valley. Mm-hmm. I keep I keep referring to that game as um we did really well in that press and we kind of we we weren't winning in terms of size and I think that's where we were successful is applying that pressure and getting the other team just a little bit um just kind of dismantling their confidence yeah. just one bad pass at a time one steal at a time and 
Um, we we get that steal, take it down, and get a layup, and you could kind of see the other team like, okay, we got this, and then we'd get another steal and just make it worse, like add salt to the wound. And I kind of feel like that's whenever Messia Valley started to unravel, um, just that pressure. And uh, I kind of saw our our team do well on the um, physical or whenever you're conditioned. We we yeah. seemed pretty conditioned. Um, do you run a do you run a pretty tight um, pretty tight ship when it comes to conditioning and practice? You know, practice wise, all our drills were running up and down. You know, side to side. We're always running. We're always moving. And you know, beginning of the season, first month or so, first two months. You know, I'm kind of we're running after practice. Well, along with the running drills we're doing, full court drills we're doing in practice. So they're really gassed. You know, kind of when the new year comes into January, I kind of lay off on the conditioning after practice. But we're still running. We're still running during practice. So all our drills and all, you know, offense, defense stuff is all full court. So we're running, you know, quite a bit. The kids don't really see, don't really see it that way because they're just, you know, oh, we're doing this drill. Oh, we're getting up and down. But they're conditioning. Yeah. And I think that's the better plan for me to get them going is just do drills and have them get up and down. And we got some speed. Yeah. I mean, these boys are pretty quick. You know, you mentioned earlier uh, off the mic that you're a family man and you got a baby coming up on the way. Uh, how does coaching affect your family life? Is it stressful or are they real supportive or how does that go? You know what? They're the real MVPs of this whole this whole operation. I mean, my girlfriend Cass and my two kids, Jason and Hawani, and two kids, my stepkids, but they're my kids, no doubt. They're all there. You know, my mom, my dad, they're all there for me. And they know how much I love basketball. And they know how much it means to me. So they're like, we're there, you know, whatever you need, we're there. And I can't thank them any, enough. You know, they're there home or away games or my boys need something or if my boy needs a ride or they're not hungry, they're hungry, they'll get them food, you know, just any little thing. And God, I, I'm so thankful for them. Yeah, I mean, so so you got a baby coming on the way, right? I do. Uh, it's, do you know what you're having, boy or girl? Yeah, surprise. Oh, really? We both want to be a surprise. And do you got any uh, names picked out? We do, and I'll, I'll keep that a secret. Oh, I'll, okay. I'll let you guys know that. Yeah. But well, congratulations, it, man. Thank you. It does start with a K. I'll give you that. Oh, <laughs> it does start with a K. <laughs> yeah. But thank you so much. But yeah, it's, I mean, family's everything for me. Yeah. And that's the one thing I tell the boys too. You know, family's everything. Don't take it for granted. That's cool. Do you have to um do you have to kind of measure or get involved with what what's going on with how they behave in school? Are they pretty well behaved or is there times when you got to step in and be like, "Hey man, let's tighten this up." There's times when I got to step in and what's like about the school system over there at Mescalero is they'll uh teachers will let me know. I mean, teachers will email me or let me know, "Hey, you know, Jimmy over here is messing around in class." He's not, he, or he didn't turn this in, or this other kid didn't turn this paper in. You know, they'll let me know, and I'll hear about it. Mm-hmm. And usually, I'll confront the kid at practice that, hey, what's going on? What's going on here? And if it's bad enough, they'll run. Or suicides. That's what. Usually, I just tell them just to go and just run around the the court. Oh yeah. The court. Just tell them to go, and I'll, they'll stop when I say stop. <laughs> <laughs> and that's. Wow. That has to be pretty pretty drastic. If I got to hear from the teacher three or four times in a week, yeah. then I'll, I'll pull that out. But most yeah. of the time, it's just probably just down and back, you know, 20 times or something like that. And, cool. But most part, you know, they're pretty good. They're, well, they're well-behaved boys. 
like I said, they're they're high school kids, they're teenage kids. They're gonna do some stuff every now and then. Mm-hmm. That just isn't reflect their attitude or their personality. You know, yeah. every everyone, no one's perfect. We all did it. Yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of <laughs> leading into it real easy to see what your reaction was because I know you know what a high school boy <laughs> is getting into, man, and mm-hmm. and those are those are some of the most wild years for for some of us. Muscular kids, man. And I can't. <laughs> no ima- I can't imagine. <laughs> no comment. I can't imagine the stress that um, you go through as a coach and the parents go through and and stuff like that. Because when whenever you get that type of confidence from playing sports, man, you know sometimes that's also another um, form of fuel for the way some of uh, us as kids act when we're younger. You know, we get the yeah. confidence from being good ball players and. We think that uh, we're on top of the world, and we start goofing off and getting in trouble. You know, just kind of being too too crazy and stuff. So that's something that I worry about. I really hope that um, if any of the kids are listening, they can um, take this message and understand. You know, we're 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 running a, we're running a podcast here, and we got you on because obviously something amazing has happened. You know, we got a great um, group of young men that have had a, had a great season. And young women too, you know. Of mm-hmm. course, you know we you, we can never uh, mention how good the boys did without mentioning how good the girls did. So, um, but if you if any of you young chiefs are listening, just please, please, please hold yourselves together. Stay out of trouble. Um, something that we do with this podcast is we try to spread positivity. And right now, um, a mess when you when you put on that that Mescalero Chief jersey, you know you represent something. You represent something that's bigger than yourself, and you got to You got to know that when you're at that party, or if you're thinking about going to a party, you got to conduct yourself accord- accordingly. You know, don't don't make any bad decisions because, you know, worst thing that can happen, you're taken off the team because something you did that was stupid, and it's so easy. It's so easy to do something stupid. It's so easy to listen to a friend that might not even be on the team, and yep. you got into some kind of trouble, and now you can't play ball anymore. And then you'll always you'll always look back onto those years, thinking, "Man, I, I could have gone to state with those Chiefs, and but I got in trouble." And and um, like I said, it's so easy to mess up. So if any of you young Chiefs are listening out there, please, please, please stay out of trouble. Please make the right choices, and just remember you're a part of something bigger. I can't have said any better. I mean, exactly. <laughs> scary. It's scary <laughs> because I want everyone to come back, and I want us all to win. Yeah, you know. Yep. I want all the players from the from the girls that can come back next year, and all the players from the boys that, that can come back. I want everybody to be healthy and just be on top of what's going on. Um, a, a lot of a lot of the things that I learned growing up came from sports. Um, you know, I learned that there was something bigger than just my personal stupid little life that I had <laughs> uh, when I was getting in trouble. That you know, there there was a lot of decisions that I made that were affected because I was on the team, and I, and I did do good things because I was on the team, and. And I tried to stay out of trouble um, more times than not because of being on a team and people relying on you. So um, letting, letting people down is, is some of the worst fe- um, feelings that you can get, man. And especially if you're a star player, you made a bad choice. And, oh, man, the the, the feeling of making a mistake in, in your personal life and it affects the team, it's it's a bad feeling that I hope no one ever feels, you know. And um, I, I kind of made some bad choices in, in the past, and but... Uh, fortunately it wasn't it wasn't too bad where I was ever like kicked off the team or something like that and you just don't know at that age you don't know you're so blind man (laughs) you're not like if I can look back on myself as that 16 17 year old kid man if I could just go back in time just tell myself dude you are stupid like (laughs) you are so dumb you don't even know 
what you what you're doing like i would do it i would go right to myself and i just tell myself how dumb i am because at that age man there, there's something about um just you don't have that much life experience you know all you know is what your parents tell you to do um what your coach tells you to do what your teachers tell you to do and you try to be rebellious and it's, it's kind of dumb but uh, once you get older and you look back on who who we used to be or who you used to be it's, it's almost kind of embarrassing but it's a part of growing it's a part of growing up and sports is like it's, it's a fast track for that yep. it, it helps you mature so much faster so if you can become a part of something big like this um you know you got a lot riding on the line you got a lot of people depending on you i hope you realize that and um you can just continue to do great things this is the first time that we have both teams make it this far mm-hmm. and we have potential probably for some of these um for some of these muscular chiefs to make it to the next level you know i i think um we're, we're starting to stir things up people might be watching um in if even if no one's watching i think there's enough talent out there that some of these kids can at least go try to walk on to a team somewhere because i i've seen i've seen some of some of our players man i think i think we got it i think there's enough talent in some of these kids they can try to do at least do a walk on you know um, are, do you try to do anything like that? Do you try to facilitate like any um, college coaching, or, or is that like not your area? It's you know, I try to help as much as I can. I'm um, usually I go to um, Elmer Chavez, the he's the girls' coach in the AD. Mm-hmm. He knows I mean a lot of people around this state and everywhere else. I'll kind of you know, hey, can you contact this school about this kid or tell them to look at this kid? Or, or give me their info and I'll get a hold of them. And I'm trying my best, you know, to get these kids exposure as well. Right. And, you know, it's touch and go with these coaches, you know, college coaches. And, mm-hmm. But for the most part, I'm trying to get these kids to the next level. You know, right. You know, they want if they want it, and they want to work for it for sure. Yeah. I really, I really hope that you do try to push that. I don't, I don't think um, when I was playing basketball, I don't, th- I don't think I had anybody trying to get me to that, to that next level. So. Um, who knows? Who knows how many people? Um, I'm not talking like if I was even ever that good. I'm just saying like who knows like if there is any people from since then that could have made it that didn't have that type of guidance. So uh, I hope that you continue to keep pushing that envelope and you just keep pressuring these coaches and pressuring them. It's it's kind of like um, going door to door selling like Hoover vacuums. <laughs> yep. You just keep knocking on doors and annoying people. I'm sure one person will buy it, you know. And Man, if we can get one one Mescalero chief just to make it to that next level and play play on TV and, and make everyone proud, oh, dude. imagine that a whole reservation showing up to some college game to watch one kid play. We would, oh, we'd no bring doubt. we'd bring our Pendletons and <laughs> uh, we'd make all kinds of noise. Everyone would would um, kind of hate us probably after a while. But um, that leads me into something else that I kind of wanted to talk to you and bring up. Um, there was one game I think it was that Messiah Valley game where where we lost uh, midseason. Um, I kind of felt like there was a lot of hostility going on with, with our fans, and I wanted to address that here. Um, we have an amazing team, very positive thing going on. The last thing that I want to see is um, parents getting too carried away in the crowd saying things that are negative. And, um, and I'll stand here, and I've, I've seen it, and I'll face any one of those parents. I don't care who it is. But I only want positive surrounding our, our, our youth. It's, there's nothing worse and there's nothing more embarrassing than seeing someone that thinks they're funny saying something that's disrespectful. That's not what we're about. We're not about being disrespectful fans. And there, there's one thing where we're cheering our, our side on, 
like I've seen for the most part, but I yeah. do see a couple parents or they might not even be parents. I don't, I don't think they're parents. <laughs> I think they're just people that are there, but they're trying to be funny and it comes off as disrespectful. It made, it put me in, pers- um, what put me in perspective was, so me and my boy knock, we're sitting in, um, right behind a Messiah Valley, um, lady. Mm-hmm. She said her, her student was hurt and she was just there to watch. And she turned around. She's like, you guys are Mescalero, right? And, you know, we're like, yeah. And she was like, you know what? I don't even care who wins. She's like, this is such a good game. She was just a fan. And that was awesome. She said, your boys are so good. You, Everybody out here is so good. This game is awesome. I'm cheering for everybody. Of course, I want Messiah Valley to win, she said, you know. <laughs> but she's like, you guys are good. And that was that was awesome. You know, she gave us a lot of respect. She gave our team a lot of respect. That wasn't the whole conversation, but I kind of looked around and I was like, man, if we were all like that, this would be a lot better place. I think our, our um, the Chiefs on the court would be uh, feeling a little bit better energy, you know, than than having to worry about what they're hearing from the, from the crowd and stuff. So I really hope that um, – and that was just one game that I saw. Yeah. I don't think it happens all the time, but I saw that one time I did see it and – I just wanted to address it. I hope that our our fans can um, just kind of become a little bit more positive. You know, let's cheer. Let's cheer the way we do. Like we have a lot of cheerleaders. They did chants. <laughs> we had it all, man. We yeah. didn't have cheerleaders from the school, but we had freaking cheerleaders. Oh, get what about cheerleaders in, in Mescalero School? Not yet. Uh-huh. Wow. We, you might coach that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But we had people coming out of the crowd and starting cheers, and it was sweet. And then it was, but at the same time, I did see some some disrespectful comments being made and stuff like that, which is kind of kind of embarrassing. And I hope I hope it doesn't happen in the future. Yeah, I just be positive. You know, if you're on the court, if you're in the stands, if you're a parent, if you're not, just be positive towards everything. Just cheer us on, and we'll take care of the rest. And the funny thing, going back, uh, it wasn't that midseason game, but the district championship game. You guys were there; everyone was doing cheers. Like, I, I remember it because we were all sitting there, and it was a timeout. And I was drawing something up, and I think it was stand up and ho- if you're for the Chiefs, stand up and holler, and then everyone goes out. Oh, yeah. I think it was like third quarter. But anyway, I was sitting on the bench, and I was like, all right, let's do this, do this. You go here, you go here. Then that came, like mid midway through the timeout. I hear, <sighs> like, it made us all stop, and we were like, whoa. <laughs> There's a lot of people there. And then I said, feed off of that, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what to do. Let's our feed our that crowd energy. brings the energy, they man. They do, man. I can be more thankful for them. Who needs who needs uh, cheerleaders when you got fans like ours, man? Exactly. And like I said, it might it might not be every game, but this next season, if you're a fan, you're gonna go to that game. Let's watch it. You know, let's pay attention to it. You know, let's let's not let's not support any anything like that because we got we got an awesome program. We got some professionalism. We've we've got some kids that. They know what's going on. You can see it in their faces when they're playing ball, man. That look that I saw on some of those some of those boys' faces, it made me feel like like I was almost back back in the army. Mm-hmm. Like we we're about to go out, you know, go to war, man. These guys were looked focused. They looked sweet, and uh, I just I was very very proud to be, um, you know, from Escalero and be be a part of that. And um, you know, I don't know if you if you like I said, have you seen any of that negative? stuff going on like i said it was just that one game that i saw everything else was pretty dang positive um we had a lot 
like I said, we had we brought our own cheerleaders with us. They were probably graduated high school like ten years ago, and they started cheers. Out. Yeah, and that's when they had told the boys, you know, throughout the whole season, I was like, hey, be thankful for these for these fans. Everyone that shows up to every game, they didn't have to. They didn't have to go. No, nope. they chose to go. A lot of them don't even. Their kids aren't even. They don't yeah, have kids. Not, they're just showing thing. up because they're just good fans. You know, I don't even remember a time Mescalero's ever been that good. This is probably the best year for fans, man. We I, showed up. You know, gradually since I started coaching, has been going up slowly. I mean, mm-hmm. this year they just showed out. I mean, even for us. I mean, I say you know the boys because you know the girls they're doing their thing. I love it, and their fans are there for them, and our fans are here for us. They're staying for us, and they're getting rowdy for us, too, which yeah. is pretty good fun. And that, I tell the boys all the time, feed off of that. Yeah. Feed off that energy and get you going. Just oh, with, with this corona pandemic going on, were you guys able to have a award ceremony for the boys? Or no. are you guys still got something planned for them after this is all over? We're still in the talks about award ceremony, but, I mean, we need to do something for them. Yeah. Because I mean, this whole pandemic thing sucks. I mean, no one can do anything. We can't do anything. and. We just gotta wait it, wait it out, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> but we want to do something for the for the boys or for all the athletes. And and you mentioned you're a golf coach. W- would you be in golf right now? Would you guys be working on that? Yeah, actually, uh, state just coming up. I think state would have been like in a week. Really, and we would be in the middle, of almost at back end of our season right now. And I mean, kind of sucks. I had um, three good seniors coming in that were with me when I started the program back up. Uh-huh. And last year they got pretty good. Yeah. Then this year we're looking to make state, you know, for them to make state individually. And this whole thing went down. I was, I just felt bad. Yeah. And I felt mad, you know, we couldn't have our season. Yeah. But it's just, that's the way it goes. Mm-hmm. Other than coaching, do you have any hobbies or anything that you like to do? Sports. The sports? I mean, I like to golf. Yeah. You know, I'll play basketball. I'll play the tournament men's league tournaments every now and then um kind of like just being outdoors you know whether it's grilling or just sitting on the porch you know it's i like being around family too a lot i have a memory of back in 2006 we had a powwow in the mountain gods <laughs> and you you're pretty young but you're one of the singers yeah. and the powwow are you still involved with that at all no not no. Uh, i haven't been involved that's that's way back yeah i was a little kid actually. you're pretty young but my um, late uncle sheldon was the one that started that back up Okay. I believe we started back in 04, I think 2004. Yeah. I was barely nine, nine years old, and I didn't even know what I was doing. My uh-huh. my dad and him came in. They're like, hey, you're going to sing with us. And uh-huh. I was like, okay. It just took off from there, and that was a fun time. And I think that's one thing I wish we, we would have kept going. And, mm-hmm. you know, my late uncle passed away, you know, a couple of years, about five, four years ago or so. And, and I still think about that to this day. And actually, I got one of our old CDs. That we I remember made. I bought one of those CDs. What was the group called again? Uh, Rising Sun. Rising Sun, with yeah. With a Z. I remember that, and yeah. I mean, those were some fun times, and I wish we I still we still kept going with that. But that's one thing I wish we still kept. <laughs> you do, brought back some memories of that one. Do you remember any of the songs? Just this main CD, that this the, the second CD that mm-hmm. we made. I have it on my, my phone. Yeah. And... Most of those songs I know. Really? Or I know, actually, I know all of them. You yeah. guys should come out to one of those songs one time. That would be cool. I mean, that, that's that's a weird... I mean, you know, these boys are kind of... If you guys yeah, ever want to record <laughs> record again, let me know. We can get you guys. We oh, got to sure. be proud, man. You know, come out to our own music. That would be pretty cool. Thank Instead you. of some other stuff other people made. Why? You know, we have our own music. <laughs> Let's come point. out to that. We you know? need to do that, for sure. 
But yeah, I mean, that was pretty fun. But you know, usually I just like being at home with the family, whether it, or going to birthday parties or just going out and having a good time or going to my dad's house and mm-hmm. pretty much family, any sorts of thing I'm doing. I'm always watching sports. You can ask my girlfriend, Cash. She gets mad at me. I'm always having sports. Who's your channel. team? Who's your favorite team? Basketball wise? Yeah. Uh, NBA, I don't really have a team for NBA. Oh, no. I don't no. have a team for NBA either. I like watching players. Me too. Uh-huh. LeBron, you know, all the main guys. I like watching mm-hmm. them play. Actually, I used to be a Celtics fan back in, you know, 08, 09 when they had the big three. Yeah. Paul Pierce and That's Ray cool. Allen. I, those guys I love watching. That was probably my only team I ever had was those guys. I was a yeah. Cavs fan for a while when, when um, LeBron first came out. And then just I kind of realized, you know, I, I just more like watching individual players. I'm just more yeah. interested in who's the new next um, next guy. So I, I can relate. Yeah, NBA, I didn't really have a team. But, you know, college basketball, you know, I like the Lobos, mm-hmm. um, Florida State, Seminoles. You know, that's my main college. I love them and everything. But. Yeah, usually I just like I just love watching basketball. Mm. Well, that I mean, what it sounds like is is that that's what you're obsessed with. It's just oh, yeah. basketball, and that's what we need. We need somebody that that's truly involved, and in every everything that they think about is basketball in every way, and um, that no distractions, and and that's what that's what's going to take to help you know rub off on these kids, and and so well, I keep saying kids, but they're they're young men, yeah. and. Um, I think what you guys have going on is awesome, man. It really is. Um, I don't even know. I'm kind of afraid, like, maybe in a few years, like, this goes away. I don't want it to go away. I just want it to – I wish the the best-case scenario is that after this, every team's successful, you know, and we, yeah. we develop some kind of program where every time the Chiefs come around, people are like, oh, man, we got to play the Chiefs. we got a tough <laughs> yep. one next week, guys. We're going up against the Chiefs. And that's, that's the way I want it to develop for us because – when you when you look back at the history of the Apache people, we haven't always had it easy. You know, we we've always um, we've dealt with a lot, and it hasn't it hasn't been easy for the Muscular Apache or for any of the Apache or any Native Americans. You know, when when you think about it, and so for us to um, not not be doing so well is kind of a shame. And I think a lot of the blame can come back on us. You know, maybe maybe we just don't care care enough about basketball, but now we do. And now, now we're we're thriving, and it's awesome. It's awesome to see. I want a Netflix special. I'm gonna request Netflix special for us. <laughs> you know, there's a native flix as well, and, and that's why I'm saying that. So those guys got yeah. one. We need one. Uh, I want someone to make one. <laughs> yeah. Follow uh, us. Know what you do in and out of the process every day. I, I mean, yeah. that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Right. No, there really is a native flicks. If you go look online. No, you said native flicks. Native flicks. Yeah, it's just oh, like yeah? Netflix, but it's nothing but native. Um, Movies and shows and oh, I thought you're talking about. I thought you're talking about the documentary that followed. The, no, uh, the actual Chinley, yeah. native Chinley, yeah. Netflix. Yeah, you go look it up. The funny thing about that Netflix, the the Chinley one, mm-hmm. when it first came out, I watched every episode. Oh yeah, like, I did. Too. I mean, like, I was like, day. why can't that be us? You know, <laughs> I was sitting there and you know my girlfriend Catherine right next to me, you know, of course watching too, and every little, almost every episode. I had to do this with my boys. Or I was doing this with you. I know what he's doing. I know what he's going through. It was funny. like Yeah. Just how that res, reservation way over there in Arizona, was, we're dealing with the same problems here. Yeah. And that put, and I'll talk to the boys with about it too. But. We need to start like a gathering of nations um, tournament uh, with uh, high school. You know how they have cool. the big tournament up there and we need to have like a cool all native high school tournament one year. That'd be cool. That would be. Maybe, maybe our next project. There you go. Um, 
growing up on the reservation, um, you know, you seem to, you've lived here your whole life. You never moved away. You never lived I, anywhere else. I lived there my whole life. I was born in Rodoso, and I just moved from subdivision to subdivision. Well, when I was a baby, we lived with my uh, my late grandmother. Uh, we lived with her in Pena. Actually, Palmer for a little bit, then went moved to Pena. Then that's when my parents kind of got their own spot, and we live where they live now off of Highway 70. Um, closer by our travel center. I've lived there my whole life too, so not much. I didn't really move anywhere else or think about it. <laughs> and who are your parents again? Uh, my parents. My father is um, Sterling Kane okay. Jr. Then my mom's a uh, Marcine Kane. Okay. Then I got a. I'm the oldest of three. I got a younger brother, um, Kobe. I got a younger sister named Kanea. Okay. So with uh, with your experience growing up in the reservation and just living, you know, all the subdivisions, you got a lot of experience here. At, your whole life is here. Um, is there, is there anything that you wish that you could change or that could have been different growing up? Or is there anything that you would like to change in the future? I mean, just get all the bad stuff away from here. I mean, have these kids go where they can. It's safe for them to walk out, walk out of their house and go to their friend's house, or you know, go somewhere, walk somewhere with their friends. You know, I remember times when I used to ride my bike to the travel center. Yeah. <laughs> I'd get in trouble, but I remember I did that one time. And they're like, you can't do that. I was like, <laughs> I was thirsty as me and my cousin. <laughs> but, you know. I, you rode your bike from Palmer Loop to travel center? No, that's when we, we left the highway. Oh, oh, okay. I only lived okay. at Palmer Loop for like maybe a year. I was like, that. <laughs> but yeah. I think from I was like four years old, we lived off of Highway 7 where my mom's yeah. house still yeah. right now. And we rode from there to the travel center. It was like, a, what, two miles maybe? Oh, okay. But I mean, it's just just take away all the bad things here. I mean, yeah. you know what it is. You know what they are. You know, drugs, yeah, yeah. alcohol. You know, domestic and all that stuff. You know, just get away. Well, you're definitely doing your part in helping the community by teaching these boys good values. So, really yeah. appreciate that. And uh, you. thank you. That and that's exactly what I was going to say, man. You're you're in a great position to make that kind of change. And um, the fact that you were a part of this past successful season, it just kind of adds to your resume. You know. And what you've done and what you've done with these these young men and what they've done with you, you guys have um, created something that's very special. And I hope that a lot more people see what's going on and they want to be a part of it. Our community loved it, man. We had so many so many fans show up to the game. Like I was saying earlier, we had our own cheerleaders and we had all the yelling going on and stuff. And it's a great time to be a chief. And I hope that a lot of a lot more people that are growing up on the reservation are inspired by what you guys have done, and they want they want to join this basketball team, and they want to bring basketball alive like the way the way it used to be. And like I said, I think it's going there again, and I, and I can see that positive change. And me me and Chris just wanted to talk about that and just say, you know, um, we see what you guys are doing, and we we saw what the, what these uh, young men did this past this past year. Very impressive. The talent that's on that court is just you can't you know describe it there's a certain blend of of players that we have that's amazing um they're all different they all have their own personalities their own way of playing the game and it's it's perfect and i hope that um you guys have another successful year i hope that you guys just keep thriving and getting better that's the thing that i would like to see is that you guys don't get stagnant you guys just keep growing you know and and, um you guys just take it away you guys make that state championship happen um, and uh, I'm glad that you were you had the time and you you were able to join join us with this podcast and just talk about that because, um, like me and Chris always talk about, we want to highlight positive things that are going on and this is it you know very positive thing that's going on with our reservation and uh, 
thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you for being um, obsessed with basketball, obsessed with um, coaching these these young men. And you know, maybe uh, we can talk to the girls' coach. Hopefully, your girls' coach is listening. And we can we can get an episode with the girls' coach. So <laughs> nudge him in this direction and, and oh, see yeah. if he's if he's willing to talk about what what happened this past season and. Maybe um, is there is there one thing that you feel like you could have done better last season that you're going to do better this season? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just you think about it, you know, certain things. Oh, I should have done this. Or, oh, I could have done this. You know, more rotation um, player wise, you know. Mm-hmm. And now we got, like I said, we got a good, good core group coming. We got, you know, seven, eight kids, guys coming back and. They're all going to get minutes, mm-hmm. no doubt. So we're going to have a real good rotation next year, you know, and just get after people. Yeah, I mean, just just hit the ground running, have some fun with it. I mean, we're going to have a real good season this coming year, and I'm excited for it. The boys are, but at the end of the day, you know, we're still we're still calm. You know, we're how do you say it? We're relaxed. You know, we're not mm-hmm. pressured or. All we gotta do is, or we gotta win this many games. We just go out and play every night, and we'll we'll face some good teams, and we might win some, we'll lose some, but just stay cool. stay stay together. See, well, you guys you guys are awesome, man. The yeah. Chiefs the Chiefs are awesome. We're all yeah. every everything's great. This is everything's just awesome right now, man. I can't. Um, sure. Justin, you got any more for him, Chris? Oh no, just thank you, thank you for all what you do, and um, really appreciate you for the community, everything you do for the community, and we thank you for those hats you brought us, and oh, really yeah. appreciate it. Kane, oh, uh, Ke- yeah. Keenan brought us some cool hats, so really appreciate that. They'll be wearing wearing quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh. Is Is there any last shout outs or any encouraging words you want to give give to your players, or coaches, or any family, anybody? To all the kids in in native community, you know, just stay with it, stay active, you know. Learn from your mom and dad. Learn from your family. You know, just do good in this community and have fun. Mm-hmm. And stay stay with your grades. That's the main thing. And keep please it, stay uh, healthy and out of stay, trouble. Yeah, stay healthy, <laughs> out of trouble. Keep your grades up, and the rest will take care of yourself. You know, dream dream big and accomplish them. Mm-hmm. Um, just shout out to my family. You know, my mom, my dad, everyone out there. My girlfriend, Kaz. My kids at home. Future baby coming. When's that baby uh, co- will do? Uh, it's supposed to be Tuesday. Tuesday, wow! So you gotta let us know after if it's a boy or girl and what the name is. <laughs> yeah, we got y'all. This is the luck we need right here. State champ, baby, right <laughs> yeah, here. You go, that's what we need. And but other than that, man, I'm just just thank you for having for you guys having me on tonight, and it was fun. I mean, I love talking basketball. I mean, cool. need to talk to someone else about basketball other than yeah. my family. They kind of get tired of it, but <laughs> <laughs> but and just um, thank you. And you guys just keep doing what you're doing with this podcast, man. It's great. Thank you. Know, you. I've, it's thank you. it's a good thing to have yeah. going on right now and. It's pretty funny how you guys came up with this in EDR. <laughs> I yeah. can just see it happening because I used to work at the NT. You yeah. just see the EDR. Hey, it's going on. I almost didn't want to sit by Chris. Like, <laughs> I kind of didn't know him, and I was like, oh, who's this guy? But <laughs> good thing I sat by Chris, man. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you want to you wanna highlight or talk about, anything before we uh, start wrapping it up? Any points you want to hit? Um, any questions yeah, you have? Yeah, one thing uh, was going back to about learning about learning basketball. You know, I thought I learned, you know, I thought I knew everything going into this, you know, different offensive sets and stuff. I learned a lot. I mean, my first year as a head coach, I learned a lot. Just assistant coach, I learned. And I'm still learning. And one thing I want to highlight was my trip last year to Las Vegas. I went to a coaching clinic, Nike coaching clinic in Las Vegas. Actually, about wow. three, three, well, in May, third week of May, I went. 
And you're talking about coaches that are on college coaches that are on TV, like Roy Williams from you know North Carolina. He was there, and, uh-huh. you know, um, West Virginia coach, and you know, they're all you know like us right now, like face to face. You know, they're on the court and they're doing their thing, and that was the funnest I've ever had. You know, just just being there and just listening. Who sent who sent you to that? Um, they they put some funds in our our accounts. You know, to go to clinics oh the school yeah the school you got to go oh yeah. that's awesome so man like, that's what we need we need that kind yeah, of support so like you know the uh coach chavis you know he's ad as well so mm-hmm. he came to me he's like hey we're sending all the head coaches to a clinic um so find a clinic and just let me know where you want to go and right away that's the first one i saw i was like i want to go to this one he was like okay what was the main thing that stuck out that you learned from that clinic that you took back with you believing in your kids uh-huh. and keeping it keeping everyone together, keeping the chemistry there. Yeah. And I know I, I picked up a couple of, you know, you know, offense and defensive sets and a couple of good things about that. But just knowing I'm not alone in this whole thing, you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of things that I go through and all these other coaches are going through the same thing too. Yeah. And it was just cool because, like I said, um, there are college coaches like, you know, not just, you know, a coach in North Dakota or a little college coach. No, they're – like North Carolina, West Virginia, um, Oregon. They were, you know, those all head basketball coaches. You see on TV every night, they were there, and I was in there, and I met them all, and yeah, it was a fun time, and I'm always looking to learn, too. That's <clears throat> that's awesome. We, we don't usually think about um, teaching our coaches, you know. We, we always send our students, our, I mean, our, um, our, yeah, our athletes to camps and things like that, but we, that's something that I never really thought about is that, you know, we had to train the coaches too and yeah. get them exposure to to other things so you guys can grow too. If you don't grow, how, you know, how are athletes going to grow too? So that's pretty awesome that we, um, that you got, you got to, you got to go to that. So then, uh, even the boys, you know, during the summer in June, we take them to summer camps. Um, the main one, main one we go do is, uh, in Denver, Colorado. Do you do the Portales one anymore? No, no. Um, that one's done. They, huh? they, they stopped with that one. But, um, Main one was in Denver, and we go out there for four days, five days. Uh-huh. We'll play seven games, you know, against, you know, Metro teams right there in Denver. We play a team from Nebraska and Arizona and Wyoming. Just getting these res kids out of off the res. Into yeah, they need that, yeah. Different atmosphere, you know, and just getting them. I bet those experiences are great. Oh, it's fun. I mean, playing back, we're doing what we love is playing basketball, but. At the same time, we're coming to family more, and you know, mm-hmm. we're laughing, we're having fun. And, uh, like I said, just getting them off the res, that's a good thing. And we also go to Phoenix. We get a little camp over there, too, and that's just fun. I mean, these go, kids. Yeah, going on those trips. You're talking about building chemistry? That's the best way yeah. to do it, man. And um, I remember going on some of those basketball trips, too, and you just get a little bit closer to your team. Yeah. And um, shout out to my good friend, PJ Chino. <laughs> and he went to all those basketball yeah. camps with us, and uh, we had some of our best memories. We have all those guys, man, all my all my old buddies, and um, you know, just laughing, enjoying, and um, just getting getting to know your your brother and your sister a little bit better, man. That's that's awesome. Yeah, like I tell the boys, you know, we're gonna remember the games, most of the games, the ones we won, all the good times, but we're gonna remember who you played with, you know, who you played that, who you want to fight with, and just knowing that they'll do anything for you. That's what you need. That's what you want. That's the kind of teammate you guys want. And these trips are, you know, that's just a building block for all for that. And it's a fun time. I'm kind of mad right now. Like I said, all this pandemic stuff going yeah. on, we can't do it. And it's just, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, um, I think that's it for me. You yeah. have anything else, Chris? No, that's it. Once again, thank you, Keenan. You know, I think yeah. we could learn a lot about just life in general from sports, especially basketball, you know, playing with your team. And it's, it brings back one of the missions of the podcast. We want to tell the whole tribe we're all a team. We're all the same team. We work together and together we can win and do big things for our community. And that's what that's what I believe we're doing with this. So once again, thank you. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Like I said, man, just keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. I'll be listening week in, week out. So what we need, we need a, we need a fan base. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get, I'll, I'll get that going. Okay. Yeah. Once again, if anybody wants to be on the show, you know, hit us up, get in contact with us. We'll love to have you. Um, but uh, before we go, we got ten fun questions of the res. This is what we've been start doing with all of our, all of our guests. So are you ready for that? You know what that's about? Let's go. All right. So uh, these ten questions. Uh, just go ahead and answer them as, as fast as possible. Uh, some of them are going to be filling the blank, so we'll get started. Did you have any more last things, Blue, or that was that nope, it? Nope, that okay. was it. All right. So first question, Keenan, is East L.A. or Old Road? Old Road. Windles or Broken Arrow? Broken Arrow. Hunting or fishing? Fishing. Tribal store or Casino Apache Travel Center store? I'll say Travel Store. Club 49 or Actual Feast 49? Talking about right now. <laughs> uh, Club 49. Uh, stuffed fry bread or fry bread with a bowl of chili? Stuffed fry bread. My favorite thing about mescalero is? Our tradition. I am most thankful for? My family and their support. My favorite holiday is? Christmas. All right. I am Keenan Kane and I love? Basketball basketball there you have it ladies and gentlemen 10 fun questions of the res one more time for keenan kane and thank you to all of our listeners out there we appreciate you writing on the wall podcast and we'll talk to you all next time thank you as you probably know by now you're listening to a podcast Give a chance for some of the unique stories out there um, to be heard and if anything inspire our community